the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. JKL Engineering, call them today, 401-351-7600, 401-351-7600 for JKL Engineering. This time of year, the temperature, it's getting chilly, it's getting cold. When are you going to first put on your heat? Call JKL Engineering, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Remember, estimates are free, financing is available for both residential and commercial Hey, face it, whether we like it or not, the heating season is here. Let J.K. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system. Energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, guess what? No problem. Let J.K. Engineering design and install high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, they can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL, licensed Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 50 years, JKL's reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. JKL, an approved National Grid VPI installer. They're also a Navient certified factory dealer. Call JKL today for system replacement, oil to gas, or for heat pump. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call JKL Engineering at 401-351-7600. I'll give you that number again, 401-351-7600. JKL, they'll keep you cool in the summertime, warm in the wintertime. Estimates are free, financing is available, and the highest rebates on the market. Call JKL Engineering, 401-351-7600. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. This portion of the program as we kick things off on this rainy Thursday. Brought by Preferred Towing and Recovery, located in Lincoln. They service the entire state. Preferred is also female-owned and operated by Christine, along with her husband, Mark, specializing in towing, transport, asset recovery, repossessions, and private property towing services. Call them today, 401-725-8500. Preferred Towing, 401-725-8500. Now, again, Mark's been doing repossessions for over 30 years, they get the job done safely, securely, and preferred towing. They also buy older vintage cars, maybe it's from the 60s and the 70s. Maybe you have an older vintage car. You've been thinking, you know, I'm going to restore that at some point, just sitting in your garage. Listen, call today. They'll give you a fair offer. Preferred towing, 401-725-8500, 401-725-8500, or online. You can find them on Facebook, at all, but also preferredrecovery.com. Well, folks, on this uh, rainy Thursday, again, the uh, situation with the presidential election, the race recount, uh, challenging a lot of the ballots. Georgia's up next. Georgia, they're going to do a a hand count. Now, right now, I know some people are saying the president needs to concede the election. Let let the process play out. There's plenty of time. Uh, Let it play out. They have people in place. The president has the right to go through this challenge. They, they, he, he has the right to find out who really won Arizona. Now, at the same time, I again want to call your attention to the fact that it's very disturbing the lack of curiosity 
by our local media and others regarding the whole situation with ballots in Rhode Island. I'm getting a lot of different email. If you have an example that you think is questionable, please go to the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. And at the website, you can uh, hit contact John. That's a good way if you want to, if you have something that we want to investigate, we are trying to get to the bottom of it. Or if you have a question for Governor Armando, uh, go to the website, depetro.com, and then click on contact John, depetro.com. Remember, sponsored by Allstate Lock, experts in locking systems, building security, car key security cameras, residential, commercial, allstatelock.com. And you can call them at 401 401- Three four nine zero zero four two. The problem in Rhode Island is, um, I mean, the election was over a week ago. There's been no press conference from the Rhode Island Republican Party. I I don't believe that every vote went down the way it was supposed to, folks. There's, it needs to be fleshed out about this ballot harvesting that they do, where they collect mass amounts of ballots, and they're very good at it. Uh, many in the Republican Party, the the way of you know, you go to the polls and you go door to door and on election day, everyone comes out and then you try to, you know, get everyone uh, out to the polls that day. This was a different type of election. This was a different type of election where because of early voting and non-notarized uh, notarized mail ballots, um, I am getting email from some people that say that they went and they were able to vote and even vote twice. And they had sent in a mail ballot. and The name wasn't checked off. So there's definitely some instances that need to be investigated, and I don't have an answer why it's not, other than you have to look at the political landscape, and that is Secretary of State Nellie Gobia. She's the one in charge of the voting list. She's the one that, without any verification, we're to believe that she has a voting list that is up to speed, that's on par. Everyone that's on that uh, is eligible to vote, which I don't believe. Keep in mind, she's planning on running for governor in 2022, and her chief of staff is planning on running for mayor of Providence. The thing, a big part of this, if someone were to ask me, which they, you know, what is your example? I, I, I don't have the information. The Republican Party needs to get the voter roll information. We need to have, and again, I, this, I want to explain to people, this is not a matter of you sit down. I see some people, I got, you know, I saw some birth dates, and th- this is when you're talking about over five, half a million people voted. You you need a computer program that can go, and there are, they exist, that can go through it and look for duplicate votes, look for people that are maybe listed, living in different parts, different addresses. Someone could have three different addresses and be voting from there. Uh, you, you need a level of sophistication. I don't believe, I think it's too extent, extensive. And the cities and towns might be different, you know, you get a list, maybe there was an election, there were three, 4,000 people. It's still a lot, but that maybe could be done. Not so much, definitely not. And again, I want to point your attention. The thing to look at is the Providence list. We have more people voting than are registered to vote. I repeat, there are more people voting than are actually registered to vote. Obviously, that's impossible. Obviously, some people need to be taken off the voter rolls, and it is it is impossible that of over half a million votes, uh, no mail ballots were thrown out, no problem. Everything was on the up and up. I I refuse to believe that. I mean, I, I don't think if you have an election with 10,000 votes uh, that every all of them are perfect. It normally doesn't work that way. Many times when you have uh, races, you know, whatever the percentage is, but if you have like just a couple thousand, two, three thousand, there's always like some kind of a mistake. Could be innocent. 
but some kind of mistake that is made. Now you're talking about over 500,000 ballots, uh, votes cast, I should say. I, I find that impossible to believe. Now something, here's what's going to happen. Coming up, we're going to speak with attorney Tim Dodd, legal efforts as far as the White House and also this controversy with this uh, footage coming out regarding the officer in Providence and Governor Mundo coming up at one o'clock. Now, folks, look at the numbers. The COVID numbers, unfortunately, are just spiking through the roof. And 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 by the way, I, I don't we're in a second wave. I know there's been restrictions put on and, and it always seems that it's it's, you know, the people everyone's being penalized for their behavior. I, I just right now I'm starting to think I, I don't think it's certainly not intentional uh, but what, but something that I'm alarmed at, alarmed about, and you should be alarmed about, is the Biden administration talking about, and they're throwing out the idea of a four to six week national lockdown, folks. There's there's no need for that. Um, people, are, I I get it. People aren't being careful, but I, I think the messaging is wrong. I think it should be more of. It is a sacrifice and everyone is tired of it. But you hear of stories of think of World War Two and but people had to sacrifice for the war effort. And we don't have that. It's all instead it's, you know, you're being punished. So because you didn't do this, therefore we're gonna take this away and you have to be home at ten o'clock at night. And I don't understand all these schools that are moving into distance learning when right now the science does not show any difference. Children that are home distance learning are contracting, uh, getting the virus just as much as kids in school. People need their children in school for a sense of normalcy. And, and a lot of school districts, either they don't know or they don't care, whatever it is, but they're immediately going to distance learning when they have like two or three cases breaking out, which is really not bad. And keep in mind, a lot of these students, K through 12, they're, they're you know, asymptomatic. So it, that shouldn't happen. But the number to look at that I've always keep saying, the number to look at is the hospitalizations. Uh, there's talk now that they may have to use one of those field hospitals. So you had two field hospitals set up. One is in Cranston. I believe that one they're going to keep going. Right over in Garden City, Chapel View. The other one is at the Rhode Island Convention Center. So those are field hospitals in case the, the hospitals overflow. You can't have the hospital overflowing. You can't have, as I've, I've explained to you, um, if you're listening right now, you can't and certainly don't want a situation where, listen, things happen. People have to go to the hospital. People have chest pains. People have a heart attack. People have a stroke. People, various things happen. Fall downstairs. There's accidents, things that happen. You, you don't want a situation where you get to the hospital and there's no room for you in the hospital. And the way the numbers are going, we're not there yet, but we could be there at the end, uh, end of the month. But this talk of Biden moving into a national shutdown, that should scare everyone. And as I have told you, I think a big part of this is forget about politics as far as what beliefs are. He has been in seclusion. He has not been going to a store. Vice President Biden, as I mentioned, if you heard him in that final debate, he was talking about the virus the way someone may have talked about it back in April. Or May, he was he was saying we need to put plexiglass up. Well, we have plexiglass up, and kids shouldn't be in school. Well, they they can be in school. Schools are not super spreaders. He, as much as people joked about you know him being in the basement, it really should have been that he's been in seclusion 
because he has not been in a grocery store. He hasn't been out in a restaurant. He did virtually no campaigning. Um, and that's dangerous because he's not in touch the way you are, the way I am, the way that, you know, President Trump was going out and about and going to the rallies and so forth. But but the Biden thing, for him to sign off on something like that, that is beyond destructive. Four to six week national shutdown. Everybody, I mean, that's like you don't leave your house. I don't, I don't like the idea of that in any way. Folks, speaking of your home, if you're having a problem, remember Coogan Heating, helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Explore their services, plumbing, heating, and cooling. Let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. Coogan, R-E, Coogan Heating, plumbing, heating, and cooling, residential services, and commercial. Call them today at 401-732-6562. You can also find them on Facebook. And then the uh, website, obviously, is uh, recoogan.com. Uh, R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today, 401-732-6562. Plumbing services, R.E. Coogan. Remember, let them into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Coogs will take care of it. It's John DePietro. A lot more head right here. Attorney Tim Dodd and then Governor Raimondo right here on the John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers and won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. 24-hour mobile service 
and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, mega truck and trailer repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110. It's mega truck and trailer repair. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, petro.com petro.com sponsored by Allstate Lock and AllstateLock.com. It's time for our legal segment. And uh, joining us, one of Rhode Island's top attorneys, he is attorney Tim Dodd. And Tim, I want to start off this, um, you know, we'd heard about this Providence police officer and was being investigated and his uh, case is still pending, Officer Handley. And then lo and behold, um, maybe because of the uh, Jamal Gonzalez case and we were seeing some body camera footage that was revealed. And then we also had the earlier way back in the, in the summer, you had the situation with the Providence firefighter and the body cam footage was revealed uh, released, I should say. And then you also had um, the situation where uh, you had the Cat Kerwin body cam footage released by the police. But in this particular case, there is a board of review, and there's no way this was considered good news, I don't think, by the Providence Police that this video was released. No, it's it's very curious, John. Um, there's several components to this. First of all, the video itself um, does not paint the um, um, officer who was ultimately arrested in a very good light, Um you know, we've talked many times on on air about the disrespect that uh, police officers are shown these days. And, you know, this didn't turn into something worse, but all of these situations where there's violence by the po- alleged violence by the police against someone who is under arrest or resisting arrest, it's the initial resisting arrest which typically snowballs into something much more serious and sometimes much more tragic, but it's the resisting and it's the disrespect to police officers, which usually precipitates and amps up a bad interaction between officer and arrestee. In this situation, the video is pretty clear that the officer, I think while the, um, gentleman who was under arrest was handcuffed. The officer did strike him. Uh, He did assault him. It is against uh, um, Providence police policy to do such a thing. And I don't know what this officer could have possibly been thinking, um, knowing that he's got his body cam working and that I think his partner had his body cam working. Um, Perhaps um, anger at the situation overcomes your logical thought um, so that you act in such a way that you shouldn't, you should know better and you should know that your wrongful act is going to be recorded and it's going to make its way out into the media or into a criminal prosecution. So it's a little bit inexplicable why this officer would behave this way, knowing that this is all being recorded. Um, People do things in a moment of anger, which if they had a time to reconsider or have a do-over, they wouldn't do it. But, you know, this officer was having a hard time 
um, controlling the suspect. Um, it, it was a very contentious interaction. And my understanding is there's more to this video um, which might have precipitated the encounter, which was ultimately now released to the public. Yep. So you don't have a full context of exactly what happened. Um, of course, I think it would be difficult for this officer to overcome the fact that he did strike a handcuffed suspect, um, no matter what the preceding video might disclose. Um, this is further curious uh, in that you're, you're right, there's a review board which was established by the city of Providence to review these types of situations. And I believe the board reviewed the video and took a vote to not release it at this time. And one of the members, I think the chairman of the board, despite the vote said, well, I'm releasing it. Here it is. Um, if I was on the board and had voted to not release it, and then one person says, well, that's fine. The vote was don't release it, but I'm going to do it anyways. Um, I would think that would cause quite a lot of dissension within the board, how a vote was simply ignored and this action was taken. Um, I'm not sure why the board would have voted not to release it. The only reason would possibly be that there could be adverse pretrial publicity, which might hamper um, the state's ability to properly prosecute this officer. Um, you know, he certainly would have an argument that releasing this video um, poisons any potential jury pool. And that would be one reason I could think that this board would have agreed that at this time, this should not be released, but um, it's just another ugly incident. And it's, Typically, as I said, precipitated by a suspect behaving in a manner that's disrespectful, challenging, or confrontational to the arresting officer. Um, and as we've said before, if you're arrested, your move is not to resist arrest, fight off the cop, try to run away, etc. If you're arrested and the charge is um, improper, you're being wrongfully arrested, you're being wrongfully detained, then your move is, okay, arrest me. And after the dust settles, if you've got a legitimate case, you sue the police department saying, I was wrongfully arrested, I was wrongfully accused, I was wrongfully imprisoned. And you have a nice case for money damages if you can prove it. But if you're wrongfully arrested, wrongfully accused, and your move is to fight back, resist, and this behave in a... Um, uncontrolled and um, unpredictable manner, um, it typically doesn't end that well. And I, I'm certainly not condoning or forgiving or trying to justify this cop's conduct, but these unfortunate cases that make their way into the public realm often start with some component of resisting arrest. It's just the way it seems to go these days. That's and, right. Um, and Tim, it's the an video unfortunate development. The video starts with them walking and then they're walking directly at the car where this person is got into. And then it becomes get out of the car. What do I do? Get out of the car. He won't get out of the car. Finally, they're wrestling him out of the car onto the ground. What did I do? What did I do? And the woman in the car is screaming. It just it is interesting how how fast it escalates. So it's it's also could the officer maybe take action against the head of this uh, this review board that just decided to release the video on his own? 
No, he would have no real direct cause of action okay. against this Board of Review. I think the Board of Review would have to consider what they wish to do against the individual who unilaterally chose to release this to the media. I think that uh, the board would have a problem with him. Certainly, we know that the FOP has a serious problem with him having released this in contravention of the board's vote. Um, you know, there's certainly strong interests here. The FOP has an interest. The cop who's been arrested and is now being charged has an interest. Um, the, um, the fellow who was um, allegedly assaulted, um, he certainly has an interest. He's got a potentially significant claim for um, civil rights violations, personal injuries that were sustained. Um, so releasing this video helps and hurts people depending on where you stand in this whole mess. He, um, and just finally, Tim, the, the element, there was also, I think there was a, a, a civilian who was up above, like in an apartment or a porch or something seems to film it from up top so then there's even additional video but is the part where the officer gets in trouble is it it does seem that he uh strikes him a couple times where then he's uh leaning which was well this was pre-george floyd i think he was leaning on his neck a little bit and then he also um seemingly walked on his legs so it's not that they were kind of wrestling him to the ground and saying, hey, tough guy, you wanted this or something. It's it's those actions that are, are I'm sure, not within the um, purview of of how the police can treat a suspect when they're trying to apprehend him. No, the, the suspect had already been uh, subdued. He was handcuffed. And then yeah. the cop decides to, you know, take advantage of that situation, which, you know, if a, if a suspect is fleeing or resisting or the officer gets into a scuffle in an attempt to subdue the suspect, then those actions would be appropriate. But once the man is um, handcuffed, I think he was actually kneeling. He was not standing. And then the officer takes the opportunity to um, assault him. That, that can never be seen as acceptable conduct. That's simply wrong. Folks, again, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, a lot more ahead, our legal expert, Tim Dodd, right here on the John DePietro Show. You want to stay as healthy as you possibly can. And one of the ways you can do that is if you stop in and see my friend Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585, 305-3585. Stop in at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. I'll bet you've driven past that old church many different times. Now is your chance to stop in. And what are you going to find? Well, Marie is so incredible. It's my health. It helps you with your health, your family's health. Vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies who understand quality, integrity, local products like a kai berry, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. At It's My Health at 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, you're going to find over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. And folks, Marie is so knowledgeable. These are all natural ingredients you want to put when you're uh, put involved as ingredients when you're cooking and it's so healthy for you and your family. Plus hemp and CBD products for oral and topical use. They have vitamins for children. They're going to keep you healthy. It's my health. 
stop in and see Marie. Pop by. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585. What an incredible store, incredible selection. She is so knowledgeable. Just pop in, swing in. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional? has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. What's the point of having an appliance if it doesn't work properly or maybe you have problems with it? I'll tell you what you should do. As I like to say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Easy to remember, Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. I've used Ryan on several occasions, whether it's for your washing machine or maybe your dryer or the refrigerator, or your stove, or oven, or microwave, any appliance. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401-710-7096. I was having a problem with our, our clothes dryer. What would happen? It wouldn't turn on. No way they were going to dry the clothes. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair. He fixed that in about five minutes. Then the oven wouldn't heat up. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. He fixed, the, he fixed the, the oven in about five minutes. Folks, call them. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. Senior citizens discounts are available and Saturday appointments are available. Come on, call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. We're speaking with attorney Tim Todd. Tim, we are going to talk about the um, the latest, obviously, with the litigation coming out of the White House, the Trump campaign. But let's also, since we are talking about Providence, the um, the attorney that represents Jamal Gonzalez coming up this Sunday will be a full month. Uh, this was the moped uh, scooter crash collision right off of Elmwood Avenue back um, almost a month now. He released a statement saying that they've obtained some video that I believe they're claiming that the police haven't seen it, but they were able to obtain this video. And they were also saying that there's still, you know, where is the update with the, they're supposed to be showing the a collision uh, expert was supposed to reconstruct and so forth. What, what do you make of the statements from the attorney that represents the Jamal Gonzalez family? Again, it's a little bit quizzical. Um, the attorney is complaining that the uh, city of Providence is not keeping up with um, disclosing to the public where they are in their investigation. There's been no updates. Um, I think the police department has said we have no other videos that have been uh, sent to us that show any uh, potential point of contact between the cruiser and Jamal's um, moped now if this um, attorney has a video which he contends shows a point of conduct contact excuse me and apparently it's it's somewhat questionable because the attorney concedes 
that he thinks it shows contact, but others could look at it and say, I don't think it really shows contact. Um, apparently, the alleged point of contact, which is allegedly shown in this video, is fully or partially obscured by a tree and leaves on a branch of a tree, so you really can't see it for sure. Um, it's odd that he's complaining that the city of Providence is not being forthcoming and updating the public, where he's got a video which he apparently hasn't shared with the city of Providence, which may or may not be of some help in their investigation. So he's holding that card very close to the vest. He's not sharing it with the media. He's apparently not yet shared it with the um, city of Providence. So he's holding back a component critical to the investigation, maybe, and at the same time complaining that there's been no transparency from the city. So it's a little bit of a, um, a disconnect. You can't have it both ways. If this video is persuasive, one would think um, that council would want this out in the public realm to sway public opinion and to put more pressure on the police department. But my guess is the video is not as conclusive as um, the press report um, would suggest that it is, or that this attorney would suggest that it is. This could well be a situation where there's not going to be a video which captures the moment where there's allegedly contact between the cruiser and Jamal's moped. In fact, there may not have been contact between the cruiser and Jamal's moped. Um, I, again, I presume, we've talked about it before, I presume that there's a, an accident reconstruction um, expert looking at this. They're doing whatever forensic investigation they can. You know, you look at the condition of the um, police cruiser, the condition of the um, moped, skid marks, debris fields, um, any marks on the curb, um, any marks on the road, any skid marks. You've got to look at the entire situation to um, attempt to recreate the scene forensically through an accident reconstructionist. That report or that conclusion has not yet been released. I presume it's still being um, analyzed. Um, I've been involved in many cases where there's been a need for an accident reconstructionist. And it's very interesting how we could look at a scene or look at, you know, damage to vehicles and say, what does that mean? But they can, people who are in this field can look at it and tell you exactly what it means, points of contact. It helps to um, determine speed, uh, positions of vehicles, um, it's quite a fascinating art and science combined to come up with um, a convincing and accurate report of what's occurred. So I would think mm -hmm. that we would all have to wait for that reconstruction report uh, in the absence of any video, which shows what the victim certainly and his attorney would hope that it would show. Folks, uh, it is the John DePietro Show. Speak with our legal expert, Tim Dodd. Tim, let's also get to um, just a lot of litigation coming out of uh, the Trump campaign, the president regarding the uh, current situation with the, the ballots in the different states. What, what, what can you tell us about some of the litigation that's happening? It's, it's kind of hard to follow exactly what's going on. 
um, you can't really discern the precise nature of the litigation that's being filed. Um, there's not been particularly good press coverage of it. The press just kind of sniffs its nose and said, this is a scattershot Hail Mary approach to litigation, but they don't really provide the full substance of what uh, the president's team is seeking in the various states. Essentially, John, what, what the president's team has to do if it wants to hold out any hope of success is to prevent the states that are in play from certifying the election results. Once the winner is certified by the Secretary of State or other duly appointed um, individual in the various states, then it's going to become too late. Right now, there are recounts in a couple of the states. Uh, I think Arizona is doing a recount. Wisconsin is doing a recount. I think Georgia is going to do a, a hand recount of all of the ballots. Um, so the Trump team would have to get restraining orders or injunctive relief to, for a short time, uh, enjoin the state officials from certifying the winner. Because that certification then informs the winner who the electors will, who will be going to the electoral college. Until okay. those states certify winners, although the media says that... Um, Joe Biden has the electoral votes. He doesn't yet because there's states that have not certified. So then you get to the catch 22 of proving whether there was fraud or ballot stuffering or ballot tampering. So you look to, for instance, Philadelphia, where apparently the election observers were not allowed anywhere near where the ballots were being processed and counted and, you know, the envelopes opened. So anyone, not anyone, but there's very little way to say, well, I saw this happening. I saw that happening. This didn't look right because they were prevented from seeing anything. So then the Biden camp says, well, you got to prove the fraud. Well, how can you prove the fraud if you can't see the fraud, if you're you're prevented from looking on to see what's going on. Then the other side says, well, you can't prove it. Well, I can't prove it because you wouldn't let me in. So that becomes sort of a catch 22, which will hamper whatever the Trump team is attempting to accomplish. Um, I think that part of what they're also trying to do is through these hand recounts is to whittle down the number of votes that separate the candidates. And then much like happened in Florida 20 years ago, look at each of these ballots. I mean, we've hear anecdotally that there's like hundreds of ballots in the various states would appear, which appear to have the same signature on it in the same hand. We've heard stories about backdating postmarks on certain ballots. Now, the problem with some of this, John, is you send in your mail ballot. The outside would have the postmark on it. The outside might have a return address on it. You open that outer envelope. Then there's an envelope inside. And then you open that envelope. And then, boom, there's the ballot. If the outer envelopes have been separated from the uh, rest of the package that contains the ballot, 
it might be very difficult to discern if it had the appropriate postmark, if the return address conformed with the address that's on the ballot. There's so many things that have to be looked at, and there's literally millions and millions of ballots which would have to be reviewed by hand. There's not a lot of time to do this. As we know, in the Bush-Gore race, um, Gore didn't give up the fight once the Supreme Court um, said no more recounts. It was well into December before Gore gave up his challenge to the Florida results. Um, The president has a very short window if he's going to accomplish anything here. He's got, let's assume, till the first week of December to... um, score some sort of victory on this, which would then require um, lots of votes to be counted by hand. We've got, apparently there's some irregularities in some of the um, software that was utilized to tabulate ballots. There's all kinds of problems. The trick would be further, let's assume that the Trump team scores some early wins and that there is no certification from these states by December 14th was when the Electoral College has to meet. If there's no certification, we talked about this a few weeks ago, then this whole thing could be pushed over to the House of Representatives to pick the president, which um, I believe has only happened once, I think, when um, Congress um, elected through that process John Quincy Adams. I believe that's correct, but not since then. So I think that this is all a bit of a Hail Mary pass that the Trump administration is throwing up there. Um, How would you like to be the judge who would make a determination to deny certification and throw this whole process into chaos after December 14th? With all of the um, things that we've seen about mayors being threatened, um, elected officials being threatened, um, judges being threatened. How would you like to be the judge who makes that call? He'd probably have to go into the witness protection program. So it's going to be a very tough call for any judge to make. Most judges, besides being human beings, are political animals. They usually come from the political world. And, you know, they're going to be assessing what such a decision does nationally and to their own personal life. I think it's rather obvious that if you're the judge who would deny certification, you're going to have people storming your house and, you know, making your life miserable. Folks, quick break. A lot more head attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro show. Brothers Disposal. Call them today. 401-688-0517. Brothers Disposal. Look for them on Facebook. They have a great page yellow and purple laker colors brothers disposal they'll put a dumpster in your driveway maybe are you doing a small household construction project or maybe some project around your home call brothers disposal let's get a dumpster in the driveway or maybe you're deciding to do a little bit of a fall clean out get rid of some of your unwanted belongings folks whether it's in the garage the basement or the attic call brothers disposal today 401 688 0517. They'll put a dumpster in your driveway. Come on, brother, with Brother's Disposal, 401-688-0517. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 
439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, yankeetreeservice.com. What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming. Experts based right in Lincoln. Tree removal since 2006 and also 24-7 emergency service available. Call Yankee Tree Service today. 439 439- 6028 439 6028 whether it's tree removal stump grinding tree pruning emergency service bucket truck at service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down at Yankee Tree Service, their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best, the treatment plan for your tree. And maybe it's an emergency service. Did something come down? Call them today, 439-6028, 439-6028. If they have to, they get right up there in the bucket. Yankee Tree Service, since 2006, tree trimming experts. Give them a call, 439-6028, or online at yankeetreeservice.com. We're speaking with our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd. And Tim, um, boy, Alex and Ani, I, I, I hate to say like how you know the mighty have fallen, but the uh, Giovanni Ferrosi is the only one that had some challenges regarding uh, his aftermath of Alex and Ani. It would seem that Carolyn Rafelian also is is having um, quite some some legal trouble. Yes, it's it's a sad story. I mean, Alex Anani was on top of the world. Um, you know, Gio Ferrosi had his issues. Um, he had an unpleasant separation from the company. Um, he made some unfortunate post-Alex Anani business decisions. Um, Carolyn Rafalian who's apparently a very good artist and designer of jewelry, um, ceded control of the operational end of the business, either by necessity or by design. And ultimately, um, through a restructuring agreement, she signed apparently a personal promissory note um, to a London-based company that had assisted in taking over operational control and investing money into the Alex and Ani operation. You'll recall back about a year ago, she fi- um, Carolyn filed suit because she was in a big jam with the Bank of America regarding an alleged default, regarding a major um, uh, loan amount. It was in the tens of millions of dollars. And she struck back saying that, you know, Bank of America was improperly treating her company because it was a female led organization. There was all sorts of back and forth. There's been lots of litigation with the Alex and Ani players. And in this particular case, um, suit was filed against Carolyn Rafalian and other of her business entities in the state of New York Uh, The London-based company, as part of their inducement to invest and take operational control of Alex and Ani, um, Rafalian had executed an unconditional promissory note in the sum of $5 million um, to protect against certain 
default provisions. And apparently a default was recognized by the court in New York. And she was has now been ordered to pay the $5 million promissory note plus interest in attorney's fees, which in a case like this mm. could be significant. She's contending that that note, excuse me, that judgment should not be enforceable because there's pending litigation in Rhode Island. Um, the London-based company is saying that's separate and apart. You give us our $5 million plus interest in attorney's fees, hey, maybe you'll be successful someday on your Rhode Island case, and maybe you won't. In fact, the plaintiff, the London company, has moved to dismiss the Rhode Island case, saying that what happened in New York is dispositive of the entire matter. Carolyn is attempting to keep the case live here in Rhode Island on the contention that she was fraudulently um, induced to enter into the agreement, that misrepresentations were made to her. I think her case will continue. I think she will have to pay the $5 million. And if she's successful in her case here in Rhode Island, perhaps she could claw back some of that money. But um, she's not in a very um, advantageous position from a litigation standpoint at, at, at this point in time. And Tim Dodd, finally, uh, what can you tell us about in New York City, this hate speech case? This is an oddball, John. This is a peculiar set of facts. Um, a gentleman from Staten Island um, who appears to have some issues with mental stability based upon what I'm reading anyways, um, is unhappy with the election results. Um, he is apparently a Trump supporter and he has been making, he wants to blow up the FBI. Um, he's made some very scurrilous um, slurs against Chuck Schumer based upon his um, being a, a, a Jewish individual. So apparently this guy has a problem with the Jewish population in New York. He has a problem with the FBI. He has a problem with Biden supporters. Um, he wants to blow things up. He wants to attack um, folks who are supportive of the Biden uh, campaign and are celebrating the Biden um, apparent victory. Um, so he's been arrested. Um, he was charged with um, making threats through interstate communications. He's threatened Chuck Schumer. He's threatened the FBI. He's threatened Biden supporters. The Justice Department says they're not going to stand by while individuals like this threaten to kill, elect, kill elected officials, to kill lawful protesters, and to kill members of law enforcement simply because he doesn't like an election outcome. Um, and it's interesting, this because of, it's not really a double standard, but the Justice Department says Americans have had a, Americans have a constitutional right to voice their opinions but this office will not tolerate violence or threats of violence used to intimidate others with whom they disagree. Well, rightfully, this guy should be arrested. But all during the campaign season, there was none of these bold proclamations against folks who were demonstrating against um, uh, things happening during the election cycle. Those... Um, acts of violence largely went um, unrecognized or basically ignored by law enforcement. So it's, it's ironic that now suddenly the um, Justice Department is 
waking up and issuing these strong edicts where nothing's been happening for the last several months from that in that regard. Folks, he is our, our legal expert, Attorney Tim Todd. Tim, great job, as always. Uh, we'll continue to follow all of these cases, and we will talk Thanks, to you. Thanks, John. Take care. If you're in an accident, someone hits your vehicle, it's damaged in some way, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them, 401 272 3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA, Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies you can depend on on MEGA, M-E-G-A Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300.